morning chanting begins on page 18. Yo so Bhagavā Arahang sa ma sambuddho to the Blessed One, the Lord who fully attained perfect enlightenment. So akato yena bhagavata dhammo to the teaching which he expounded so well. Supatipano yasa bhagavato sawaka sango and to the Blessed One's disciples who have practiced well. Dhammayang Bhagavandang Sadamang Sasangang To these the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha Imehisaka Rehiyatarahang Aropitehiyapipujayama we render with offerings our rightful homage. Sadhu no bande bhagava suchira parini butopi. It is well for us that the Blessed One, having attained liberation, Majima Janatanuka Pamanasa still had compassion for later generations. Ime sakare tu katapana karabhute patikanhatu May these simple offerings be accepted. Amhakandigaratang hita yasukhaya for our long-lasting benefit and for the happiness it gives us. Arang Sama Sambuddho Bhagavad The Lord, the perfectly enlightened and blessed one, Buddhang Bhagavantang Abhiwademi I render homage to the Buddha the Blessed One. Svakato Bhagavata Dhammo The teaching so completely explained by him, Tamang Namasami, I bow to the Dhamma. Supati Pano Bhagavato Sawakasango, the Blessed One's disciples who have practiced well, Sangang Namami, I bow to the Sangha. Andamayang Bhutasa Bhagavato. Bhubhava kanamakarangaroma se Now let us say preliminary honors to the Buddha 
namo tassa bhagavato arahato sammasambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arahato sammasambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arahato sammasambuddhassa Homage to the blessed, noble, and perfectly enlightened one. Homage to the blessed, noble, and perfectly enlightened one. Homage to the blessed, noble, and perfectly enlightened one. Andamayang Buddha Bhitutingaroma saying, Yoso tatagato arahang sama sambudo. The tatagatar is the pure one, the perfectly enlightened one. Vicha charana sampano. He is impeccable in conduct and understanding. Sugato. The accomplished one, Lokavidu, the knower of the worlds, Anuttaro Purisadamasarati. He trains perfectly those who wish to be trained. Sata Deva Manusanang, he is teacher of gods and humans. Buddha Bhagawa. He is awake and holy. Yohi mang lokang sande vakang samarakang sabramakang. In this world with its gods, demons, and kind spirits, sasamana brahmaning pachang sate vamanu sang sayang avinya sachikatava pavedesi. Its seekers and sages, celestial and human beings, he has by deep insight revealed the truth. Yaudamang desesi adika yanang maje kalayanang pariyo sana kalayanang. He has pointed out the Dhamma, beautiful in the beginning. Beautiful in the middle, beautiful in the end. Satang sabhyanjanang ke vala paripunang parisudang brahmachariang pakasesi. He has explained the spiritual life of complete purity in its essence and conventions. Tamahang Bhagawan Tang Abhipujayami Tamahang Bhagawan Tang Sirasa Namami I chant my praise to the Blessed One. I bow my head to the Blessed One. Andamayang Dhamma Bhitutingaroma Se 
Yoso Soakato Bhagavata Dhammo. The Dhamma is well expounded by the Blessed One, Sanditiko Aparadir and now Akaliko Timeless Ehipasiko Encouraging Investigation Opanaiko Leading onwards Bhajatang Vedita Bhovinyuhi to be experienced individually by the wise. Tamahang damang apipu chayami tamahang damang sirasanamami. I chant my praise to this teaching. I bow my head to this truth. Anamayang Sangha Bitutinga Roma say, Supati Pano Bhagavato Savaka Sango. They are the Blessed One's disciples who have practiced well. Uchupati Pano Bhagavato Savaka Sango, who have practiced directly. Nyaya Pati Pano Bhagavato Savaka Sango, who have practiced insightfully. Samichi Pati Pano Bhagavato Savaka Sango. Those who practice with integrity, Yadidangcha Tari Purisayukani Yatapurisapukala, that is the four pairs, the eight kinds of noble beings, Esa Bhagavato Savaka Sango, these are the Blessed One's disciples. Ahunayo, such ones are worthy of gifts. Pahunayo, worthy of hospitality. Dakinayo, worthy of offerings. Anjali Karaniyo, worthy of respect. Anutarang Punyaketang Lokatsa. They give occasion for incomparable goodness to arise in the world. Tamahang sangang abipu chayami tamahang sangang sirasa namami. I chant my praise to this sangha. I bow my head to this sangha. Andamayang Ratanataya Panamagatayo Cheva Sangvega Parikitana Patanja Panamase Buddha Susuno 
Karunamahanao the Buddha absolutely pure with ocean like compassion Yochandasuda Baranyana Lochano possessing the clear sight of wisdom Lokatsapapu Pakile Sangatako Destroyer of worldly self-corruption, Wandami Buddhang Ahamadare Natang, devotedly indeed, that Buddha I revere, Tamo Padipo Viatatsasatuno, the teaching of the Lord like a lamp, Illuminating the path and its fruit, the deathless Lokutaro Yojatadadipano, that which is beyond the conditioned world, Wandamidamang Ahamadarenatang. Devotedly indeed, that Dhamma I revere, Sango Suketa Bayatiketa Sanyito, the Sangha, the most fertile ground for cultivation, Yodita Sando Sukata Nubodako, those who have realized peace. Awakened after the accomplished one, Lola Pahino Ario Sumedaso, noble and wise, all longing abandoned, Wandami Sangang Ahamadarenatang, devotedly indeed, that Sangha I revere. Ichewa mekandapi pujanayakang. This salutation should be made. Watutayang wandayatabisangkatang. To that which is worthy. Punyang mayayang mamasabhupadava. Through the power of such good action. Mahondu etat sambhava siddhya. May all obstacles disappear. Idhatatagato loke upano arahangsa masambudo. One who knows things as they are has come into this world and he is an arahant. A perfectly awakened being, Tamo Chande Sito Niyaniko Upasamiko Parini Paniko Sambodagami Sukata Pavedito, purifying the way leading out of delusion, calming and directing to perfect peace, and leading to enlightenment. This way he has made known Mayandang Dhammang Suttava Ewa Chanama. Having heard the teaching, we know this Chatipi Dukkha, birth is Dukkha, 
Sharapi Dukkha, aging is Dukkha, Maranam di Dukkhan, and death is Dukkha, Soka Parideva Dukkha Dhammanatsupaya Sapi Dukkha, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair are Dukkha, Apiehi Sampayogo Dukkha, Association with the disliked is dukkha, piehi vipayogo dukkha, separation from the liked is dukkha, yambi chang nalabhati tambi dukkhang, not attaining one's wishes is dukkha, sankitena panchupada nakanda dukkha, in brief, the five focuses of identity are dukkha, seyatirang. These are as follows, rupupatanakando, attachment to form, vedanupadanakando, attachment to feeling, sanyupadanakando, attachment to perception, Sankarupadana Kando, attachment to karma formations, Vinyanupadana Kando, attachment to sense consciousness, Ye Sang Parinyaya, for the complete understanding of this, Dharamano Sobhagawa, the Blessed One in His lifetime. Ewang Bahulang Savakeviniti Frequently instructed his disciples in just this way. Ewang Bhagachapanatsam Bhagavato Savakesuhanusasani Bahula Pavatati. In addition, he further instructed Rupanganichang. Form is impermanent, Vedana Anicca, feeling is impermanent, Sanya Anicca, perception is impermanent, Sankara Anicca, Kama formations are impermanent, Vinyanang Anicca, sense consciousness is impermanent, Rupanganata, Form is not self, Vedanata, feeling is not self, Sanyanata, perception is not self, Sankaranata, Kama formations are not self, Vinyananganata, sense consciousness is not self. Sabe-sankara-nicca, all conditions are transient. Sabe-tamma-anatati, there is no self in the created or the uncreated. Te-mayang, all of us, odina-majatiya-charamaranena, are bound by birth, aging, and death. 
Soke hi paride, we hi tuke hi domana se hi upaya se hi. By sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair, du kotina du kapareta, bound by dukkha and obstructed by dukkha. Ape vanami matsake valatsa dukkha kandatsa hanta kiriya panya yetati. Let us all aspire to complete freedom from suffering. Chiraparini butambitang pakawa tang saranangata. The Blessed One who long ago attained Parinipana is our refuge. Namancha Sangancha. So to other Dhamma and the Sangha. Tatsa Bhagavato Sasanang Yatasati Yatabalang Manasika Roma Anupati Pajama. Attentively we follow the pathway of that Blessed One with all of our mindfulness and strength. Sāsānopatipati May then the cultivation of this practice Imatsakewalatsadukha kandatsahantakiriyayasangvatatu lead us to the end of every kind of suffering.
the beginning of the day, we gather ourselves together, gathering our bodies in this hall. gathering our attention in this moment. Cultivating a, a quality of attention to the presence of what is the reality of this moment. The various meditation objects that we can use, the feeling of the footsteps, the rhythm of the breath, mantra, whatever various objects we might use, they're, they're all designed to simply help ground the attention in the presence of this very moment, this reality apparent here and now, timeless, encouraging investigation. They're there to help bring the attention to the, uh, this Dhamma, the Dhamma of this moment. Along with the meditation objects we've already mentioned so far, there are many others that one can use to serve a similar function. And one of these is known as the inner sound, the, the sound of silence or the nada the nada sound. Nada is the Sanskrit word for sound, as well as being the Spanish word for nothing, conveniently arranged. So the nada sound is uh, a high-pitched inner ringing tone. If you turn your attention to your hearing, If you listen carefully, in behind the sound of my words, the birds chirping in the garden, there's a continuous high-pitched ringing tone, like a white noise, beginningless, endless, just uh, sparkling there in the background. See if you can bring attention to that. See if you can discern that sound. There's no need to theorize about it or, or wonder about exactly what it might be. But just to turn the attention to that. See if you can discern that 
gentle inner vibration. But we can use the, the simple act of listening to that as another direct form of meditation practice. We can use it just like the breath as a, a concentration object. So to bring the attention to it and allow it to fill the whole sphere of our awareness. This is the, the phrase Ajahn Punadhamma was using about samadhi being the object filling the awareness. This is understanding samadhi as being one-pointedness, but it being the point which includes the point which includes the surrounds the the object. The object fills the the quality of awareness rather than a fixity on a single point uh, as a, a narrow and tight thing, which you can think of as the point which excludes, which tries to fence out everything, fencing out everything else and is a tight or narrow fixity. So to concentrate on the inner sound, to attend to that, it helps support this quality of samadhi as the point which includes. There's a spaciousness, a breadth to it. We can make that sound the primary object of attention, just letting it fill the whole space of what is known. Very consciously allowing everything else feelings in the body, other noises we hear, thoughts that might arise, very consciously leaving them off at the periphery, at the edges of our scope of interest. And allowing that inner sound, the nada sound to completely fill the focus of our attention, the space of this awareness. Also using this as a meditation object, it encourages the quality of listening and receptivity. There are various different attributes to the, the nada sound that are, are really helpful. In some respects, even more useful than the breath, in that the sound is not subject to personal control. You can't choose to make it louder or softer to make it begin or end. We can either turn to it and pay attention or not. But it's not subject to personal will or choice. 
So naturally, it encourages a quality of receptivity. Also, the quality of of, uh, of being impersonal it has no particular characteristic that makes us think of it as, as me or mine. It's also energizing. The more that we pay attention to it, the brighter it tends to, to make the mind. It works in a, a positive feedback loop so that the more you attend, the stronger the attention on it, the more it it feeds the capacity to be attentive. So it supports the very the very action of meditation. Helps the mind to be more alert. Now for some people it's very difficult to discern the sound and you might be wondering what the heck is he talking about? Not everybody picks uh, picks up this quality in the realm of hearing. Sometimes uh, it may be more discernible in terms of a, a visual quality, like a subtle vibration in the visual field, or even in the body, just as a, a vibratory quality, a scintillating quality in the in the in our physical being. You can feel it as a, a vibration in the, the hands or in the body as a a subtle energetic presence, a continuous vibrancy felt in the body. Often how we pick it up, it depends somewhat on our conditioning, our own particular karmic habits and formations. But for most people, it's most easily discernible in the realm of sound. That's why it's called Nada Yoga, the, the yoga or the spiritual discipline of, of sound. So similar to the following of the breath as a meditation object, we can use it to help steady the attention here in the present. The sound of silence is always here. It's a good symbol for the Dhamma itself in that way. It's a, an object in the sense realm that carries many char- characteristics of the Dhamma as a, as a transcendent quality. It's apparent here and now, seemingly beginningless and endless, timeless. It's non-personal, ever-present. It encourages investigation. It draws our attention to it. So its attributes lend it very directly to being a a symbol for the Dhamma itself. 
a resonance, if you like, in the, in the sense realm of those fundamental qualities of Dhamma. So we can use it like the breath to, to dominate our attention, to be a, a, a single object to help establish focus and stability, steadiness, samadhi. But we can also use it to support and sustain the quality of insight, vipassana, if we focus on, on the inner sound for the length of time sufficient to bring a quality of firmness, steadiness, the mind resting easily in the present, then we can allow the, the sound to just fall into the background, to be like a, a screen against which all other sounds or physical sensations, moods, ideas, against which those are projected, like a screen upon which the movie of the rest of our field experience of experiences is displayed. And because of its plainness, it's, it's uniformity in some respects. It's a very good screen. It doesn't interfere or confuse the other objects that are arising. But yet, it's very obviously present. It's like having a, a muffled screen or a distinctive screen against which a movie is projected. But if you pay attention, you're aware that there's a screen that the, the light's being played upon. It reminds you, this is just a movie. This is just a projection. This is not a reality. So we can let it just be a, a presence in the background. And because of that presence, it helps to create that reminding supports that recollection. Oh, this is just sankharas, formations arising and ceasing, or formations are unsatisfactory, sabe sankara dukkha. If it's formed, if it's an it, if it's a thing, there's a quality of dukkha in its very impermanence, in its very thingness. Therefore, don't attach, don't entangle, don't identify. Don't, that, don't take that to be owned or who and what we are. Let go. So his presence can support the, the ease with which every sankhara, whether it's a physical sensation, whether it's a a visual object, whether it's a taste or a smell, a mood, a refined state of, of happiness, 
whatever it might be. It helps to sustain the objectivity, the unentangled awareness. It helps us to sustain an unentangled participation in the present. There's the flow of feeling, of sound, of my voice, the, the weight of the body, the feeling of our clothes. flow of moods, tiredness, doubt, understanding, inspiration. Whatever it might be, the patterns of mood and feeling, thought, it helps to sustain a, a clear objectivity. It helps to allow the heart to rest in a quality of attentive awareness, being that very knowing awareness, receiving the flow of experience, knowing it, letting it go. Recognizing its transparency, its emptiness, its insubstantiality. The inner sound just carries on there in the background, reminding us that everything is Dhamma. Everything is an attribute of nature, coming, going, changing. That's all. Something that we've known from the very beginning, we forget because of our confusion with attaching to our personality, our memories, our, our moods and thoughts, discomfort in the body, appetites. The stress of our days since birth keep the attention confused and entranced, bewildered. So we can use the, the presence of the, the nada sound to help break the trance, to end that, that enchantment. It's to help us know the, the flow of feeling and mood for what it is. There's patterns of nature coming and going and changing, doing their thing. As these days unfold, these hours of formal meditation we have together, take this as an opportunity to, to develop the quality of listening. Also the, using the, the hearing faculty, the listening faculty, 
in the formal practice, using that as a, a channel of, of uh, meditation, listening to a, a, an object, sound object, it helps us to learn to listen objectively to our thoughts, our moods. For in many respects, the, the chatter of our mind has no more particular meaning than the, the scintillating buzz of the, the nada. It's just the, the vibrations of the thinking mind formed into conceptual patterns. That's all. Just a long, continuous, murmuring stream And we can listen to it just as we are listening to, listening to a, a stream of water. A stream of sound from the birds. We can listen to our own thinking with the same kind of, of uh, freedom from involvement or identification. It's just the murmuring brook of the mind. That's all. No big thing. Nothing to get excited about, nothing to get disturbed about. Now it's quite easy to say, but we are infatuated with our stories. We love our stories, particularly about ourselves what we've done, the good we've done, the bad we've done, the memorable, the poignant, the regrettable, and what we want to do, what we hope to do, what we fear will happen to us. It's the I element, I, me, and mine, ahankara, mamankara, the I-making, mind-making attributes of, of thought, self-view. That's what most effectively, repeatedly draws our attention into the realm of concepts. Carries the mind away. If a story's got me in it, it's much more interesting than other more uh, distant tales. This is an extremely natural, pervasive habit. But so much of insight meditation and development of vipassana is about learning to recognize that eye-making and mind-making habit of the thoughts that we experience, ahankara, made of I am, mamankara, made of mine, mindness. Recognizing that, not being drawn in by that, the story, seeing its emptiness, its transparency, and letting it go.
Now, in this respect, we can use the, the inner sounds and nada to support that effort to see through the self-creations of the mind, the habits of self-view. One of the practices I talked about yesterday evening was to meditate upon one's own name. Sometimes it can be interesting and helpful just take a moment to listen to the inner sound, focus on that until the mind is really clear and open, empty. And then just to internally voice your own name whatever it might be. To listen to the silence before. The silence behind the sound and the silence after. As you repeat your name, Amaro. John. Susan. And just see, feel the, what qualities that, that sound brings. Just the sound of our own name, so familiar, so ordinary to us. When it's dropped into the silence of the mind, and really felt and known, see what happens. See what quality that brings, how that opens up the habit of, of seeing ourselves in a particular way, loosens the boundaries. Another way we can work with this, perhaps even more direct, is to use a, a form of questioning to directly approach the, the habits of self-view. Again, listening to the, the inner sound, to focus on that, to steady the attention, to let the mind be as silent, alert as possible. And then just to raise the question, who am I? Listen to the silence before, then raise the question. And then attend. Notice what, what happens with that question. Who am I? Now notice we're, we're not looking for a verbal answer. It's 
it's not looking for a conceptual answer. But notice that there's a, a gap, a brief gap after we pose the question and before the, the verbal answers, the conceptual answers appear. When we really ask that question, who am I? Or what? What am I? There's a gap, a space that opens up for a moment where the heart intuits. Where it's open to the doubt about the presumptions that we've we've made about being a person, being a woman, being a man, being old, being young. There's a moment of, oh, before all the, yeah, the personal details start wading in. There's a gap, a hesitation. Who am I? Let your attention rest in that gap after the end of the question and before the answers appear. Let the attention rest in that gap, in that spaciousness. Because in the truest sense, the silence of the mind is the answer to the question. Just allow Encourage the mind to rest in that open, attentive, unconstructed spaciousness. Because in that moment, self-view is, is interrupted. The normal self-creating habits are, are confused, confuted. Self-creating habit is caught in the act. Suddenly the camera is turned back onto the photographer before they can scurry away. It's an unconstructed, unconditioned moment. There's attention, the mind is alert, peaceful, bright. There's no sense of self. It's extraordinarily simple, natural. Just let the attention rest with that. And then after a while, when other more habitual concerns have drifted in, an ache in the leg, sound of a passing car, a tickle in the nose, and the self-views have re recoalesced, let's then attentively focus the, the mind 
Come back to the nada sound, listen. Raise the question again. Who am I? To open up that same window of curiosity, of reality, to puncture the bubble of self-view, just for a moment. Notice what it's like when that no longer colors our vision, distorts the vision of things, and self-view falls away. What's here? What is life like when that habit is interrupted?
and finish with the uh, Buddha's teaching on loving kindness, page 36. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove wishing in gladness and in safety may all beings be at ease whatever living beings there may be whether they are weak or strong omitting none the great or the mighty medium short or small the seen and the unseen those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings, radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill-will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding by not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world.